and we're going to have an awesome time. We almost uh, getting into an overflow. Eh? See, people get worried. Hey, my church is not growing. You know, we others have overflows. <laughs> Why not just make chairs like this, and before you know it, you have an overflow. You have another service and another service. <laughs> Things that you can control. You see, make chairs like this. Next week we have another. We can start two services. Rather than people being squashed like they are, uh, they are like uh, what do you carpenter in a team, and you like uh, God. We are not growing. We are growing. Look at this. What God has been doing during lockdown. All right. Introduction to the book of Esther. Father, we just thank you. Uh, we're ready now to to learn from you. We thank you for the ministry of the word, and we thank you for understanding that you have given us in your, in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so today we are going to talk about the name Esther. Or, yeah, the name Esther. And the other name that she, she also had, and that name is Hadassah. So those are the things that we are looking at in our introduction number two uh, of the book of Esther. Last week we were mainly looking at the canon of scripture. Yes, yes, last week we were looking at the canon of scripture and we, we, we agreed that those who put the book of Esther as part of scripture, they were led by the spirit of the Lord, though the name of God is not, or the name God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, but yet his power, his hands, uh, his fingerprints are evident throughout the book of Esther. It cannot be denied that it was him who was working uh, through every character, he was working through every, uh, you know, uh, situation in order to bring glory to his to his name so now we are talking about the name why why is it important for us to look at the name of the book the reason why it is important for us to look at the name of the book is because names during that time they were regarded highly maybe more than they are now People would not just give children names for fun, you know, like I just feel like, well, I saw, I saw, I like Beyonce. So my child is Beyonce. Or, or I, ah, I love Mariah Carey, Carey. Huh? Ah, my child is now Mariah. You know, or, ah, Messi. My child is now Messi. Or COVID. <laughs> All right? So they were not giving names for fun. Uh, most of their names were, were prophetic, or like I think in, in most of our African cultures, they were speaking to what was happening or what would be happening at that particular time, either in the family or what a person is going through, and they name you after that particular situation. Um, you know, I'm reminded of the time when Eli died. Uh, and his sons also, I mean, no, just before Eli died, when his sons died, um, and 
one of his son's wife was pregnant and gave birth to a child, when she heard that you know, the husband had died, the brother of, to the husband had died, and Eli, the father-in-law, had died, then the Bible says she called the name of that child Ichabod because uh, the glory of the Lord has departed, and then she died. So that name was speaking to what had happened at that particular time, that according to her, the glory of the Lord had left Israel, so she decided, I'll call my child Ichabod because the glory of God has departed. So names were, were very important. And when God called the man by the name Abram, he was Abram, meaning exalted father. And after he called him, he showed him you know, the vision of what he intended to do with him and the many children that he was going to have and then he changed his name from Abram, which is exalted father, to Abraham, which is father of many nations. Uh, so that spoke of the shift. And every time, you know, they were going to call him Abraham, 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 what they were simply doing, they were declaring, like what Ellen just said um, uh, during our devotion, that they were, that he wanted the the name as it was going to be spoken to speak to Abraham. And every time Abraham was going to be asked, what is your name? When he says Abraham, he was simply declaring over himself and over his life the very same words that Jesus or that God was speaking over him. So it was actually prophetic. And to Sarai, uh, he says, God says, you are not going to be Sarai, but you are going to be Sarah. So all this, it was all important and prophetic. So words, I mean names, were very, very prophetic uh, in ancient times. And, uh, you know, in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter number 1, verse 6 to 7, you, you will find the four Hebrew boys, Daniel and his other three friends. The Bible says, now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs, they were now in Babylon, so they have moved, they are captives, they have moved from Israel, and now they are in Babylon, and when they got there, they got there with their names, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel. So they already had names, but when they came, they were given names. Right? Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, uh, to Mishael, Meshach, to Azariah uh, um, of Abednego. Right? So the moment they arrived, they decided to change their names and give them new names. Why? Because if you check these names that were given to these four guys, they were names of the gods of the land. Right? Their names were connected to the gods in that particular land. So it was to make them forget of the God of Israel and identify them with the system of the place, the system of the land. 
In other words, they were simply saying, you are now a part of our system, you are a part of us. All right. So I'm, I'm sure now you, you understand that it was, I, th I think they did that, the Catholics, uh, they, they did that, um, if I'm not mistaken, my dad was also given a Christian name in Roman Catholic, um, and, and I think most of us here, you know, when you go to Roman Catholic, well, not now, I think then, you'll be given a, a church name, right? A church name, you'll be given a church name, and now, now your name is this, all right? You, you still with me? Praise God. So now what you find in the book of Esther, the name Esther, uh, it is, well, a lot of people have got different views, but it is generally uh, believed that it is a Persian name. All right? The name Esther is a Persian name. A name either given to Esther when she got into the palace or a name given to Esther uh, either by Mordecai or, you know, the Jewish guys as a way to protect the identity, her identity in, in Persia. So we don't really know the circumstances and who gave the name, but the name itself is a Persian name. And it simply means star. Esther means star from its Persian roots. It is star. And that same name Esther also has a, you know, a Hebrew meaning, right? And it is believed, those who connect it to Hebrew, they say that in Hebrew it would mean hidden, right? The same. So to the Persians, Esther, star, and to the Hebrews, it was going to mean hidden. Esther, hidden. All right? So there is star and there is, there is hidden. Now, so I, I checked, you know, I wanted to find, you know, the connection between, you know, star, hidden, star, hidden. Um, not really by, by way of revelation, but by way of just adding one or two things, you know, coming up with, you know, with, with the actual answer. So I then got to, to a place where I, I felt like I can safely come and teach you and conclude by way of my calculations, right? That if you go outside during the day, you don't see stars. Stars are hidden. They are present, but they are not seen. The stars don't, it's not like they are not there during the day. They are there in the sky, but they are hidden. Google will tell you this. That's where I got it. Like, uh, like I said, it's not really a revelation. So, and, and also it is, if you go to cities, you know, some of you, you agree with me, in most cities, you don't really see a lot of stars like you do when you go to uh, Emakai, right? Uh, and and it's, it's usually said because of the lights in the city, they, they sort of hide the stars, okay? 
they hide the stars. So where there is the only star that shines during the day is the sun. It is the only star that shines during the day. It's a powerful star. It brings light and hides all the other stars. So they are hidden, but they are present. They are hidden, but they are present. So now if you look at the book of Esther, you actually see this very thing. That she is, she is a star. They are there was a time when she was hidden and then there was a time where she manifested in the book. There is a time when she was hidden and there is a time where she manifested. As you read, the Bible says, Mordecai said to Esther when Esther was you know, going for the beauty pageant, do not make yourself known. Do not make yourself known to them. Do not make your father's house known. Do not make your origin known. Stay hidden until such a time when your identity becomes important to reveal. But for now, let it be hidden. But she is present. It is only her identity like a star because now everything is normal. Right? Our lives are not under any threat. But God is already positioning Esther for the darkness that is going to come. But at this particular time, it was not necessary, which means you don't play all your cards at once. And my name is Esther. I am a Hebrew. This, 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 this. No, no, no. It is called wisdom. Sometimes it is wisdom to conceal. Truth should not always be shared all at once. <laughs> Well, it depends with the truth. I guess, I guess you understand. It depends with, with truth. Sometimes it is wisdom to conceal certain things waiting for the right time. All right? When I'm saying certain things, I'm not meaning if you've got an extra affair and you say it is wisdom to conceal the affair. I'm waiting for the right time. If you've got five children outside, you say, well, I'm waiting for the right time. I'm concealing. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? I'm just trying to clear that. But what, what we're saying here is pertaining to God's agenda, God's plan, it is not wisdom to play all your cards at once. What is necessary is revealed at a particular time. And I give you the truth that you need to hear. So Abraham goes to another place and she say, he says to Sarah, when they ask you, say, you are my sister. It was not a lie, it was true. But more than a sister, Abraham was a husband to Sarah. But says, you, you are my sister because if you don't say it like this, they'll kill me. So to save my life, say you are my, you are my sister. You see what is happening? I'm giving you the truth that I want you to know. <laughs> I love this. So, don't tell them who you are. When they ask you, just tell them you are Esther, full stop. Don't go far. 
answer what you have been asked. Have you ever heard people, a person is asked something, they go and they begin to talk about stuff that they were never asked. They give unnecessary information. And most of the times that information becomes in incriminating. <laughs> right? When a person has committed a crime, when the judge is asked, who are you? I'm not the guy that you are looking for. No, we did not ask whether you are the guy we are looking for or not. We just asked, who are you? You know? Um, like I told you before, my, my, my children rebuked me and stopped me from watching, you know, crime TV. A lot of people, criminals, usually would confess to crimes that the investigators are not investigating. They're actually, oh... So, because you have committed all those crimes, you, 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 you're not quite sure, maybe, maybe that's the one that they're holding me for. So you then begin to just go and, and, and give out certain information and incriminate yourself. Alright? So now, the, the, the main name that I want to focus on in this teaching today is Hadassah. Right? That is uh, Esther chapter number 2. Uh, the one that we talked about on revealing, it's chapter 2, verse 10. It says, Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. All right? Now, chapter 2, verse 7. Chapter 2, verse 7, it says, He was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at. And when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So we are introduced to another name of Esther, a Hebrew name now, and that name was Hadassah. All right? Say Hadassah. Now, Hadassah is the root and the meaning of Hadassah is, is a tree. It's the name of a tree. And that tree is called metal. Right? Can I, have, can I have the image of the metal tree, please? Metal tree. Right? So her name simply was metal. She was named after a tree. Or oh, it can be put up here. Okay, so maybe it's there on the metal. <clears throat> yeah, but if you can do anything for the, the people who have traveled from far to sea, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate. I'm sure you are working on that. Once it is ready, you can just put it up. Metal, that is Hadassah. Right, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 13. Isaiah 55, verse 13. Isaiah 55, verse 13, it says, this is God speaking. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the metal tree, metal tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I sing this. God is simply saying, when you see the cypress tree growing and the metal tree growing, it will be for an everlasting sign 
that shall not be cut off. These trees are going to be for the Lord's name. All right? They are going to be for the Lord's name. And these guys, they have left Israel. They are captives in Persia. Right? They are captives in Persia, but they have an understanding of what God said. They have an understanding of how God has dealt with Israel. And they know the trees in the land and the message those trees represented. So now that they have come and they look at this little girl who is born, there is no father, there is no mother, uh, they passed on, um, and then they said, well, you are Hadassah. You are a metal tree. You are God's plantation. It is God who has planted you among us. In this land where we are captives, you are a plant of God. So every time they would see Esther, Hadassah, what they are seeing, thank you, what they are seeing, they are seeing the plant of God. Right, that's a metal tree right there. They're seeing the plant of God. They are seeing the prophetic message that God gave. Now, now listen to this. Instead of the Bria, Bria, we can call it Bria. Well, we call it what we want because, because it's our church. It's our time. Whatever we call it, it shall be. That's what you know, God said to Abraham, to, to Adam, anything that you shall call it, it shall be that. So whatever we call it, it shall be. That's the power that we have as God's children. Right. You see, I've got scripture for everything. It says, instead of the Bria shall come up the metal tree. So I, I wanted to check this Bria where God says, and why God says, Bria, instead of the Bria, there shall be a metal tree. It refers to a shirab with prickly uh, spiny stems or leaves. Right? So it is a prickly type of weed. And its presence indicated that one, the area has been forsaken, and number two, the area is not cared for, which is one and the same thing. Right? So instead of the Bria tree, which rep represents being forsaken and no care whatsoever, God says, I will replace the Bria tree and with the metal tree. Are you getting this? I will replace the Bria tree with the metal tree, with Hadassah, the metal tree. So every time you see the metal tree, it is sending a message. And this is the message that it is sending. Right? That it is speaking of the presence of the Lord and a sign of his presence forever. The sign of the blessing of God with the house of Israel forever. Because he's saying, I'm removing thorns. You go to the book of Genesis, thorns were brought in as a sign of a curse. They were not there from the onset. They were brought in. Thorns will grow as a result of what you have done. The earth is now cursed. Thorns are going to come up. And now God says, you know what? Instead of this 
briar tree the thorns i will replace the thorns with the metal tree all right isaiah chapter 41 verse 19 to 20. he says i will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree it is god saying this i will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree the metal and the oil tree the metal is there god will plant the metal and the oil tree i will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the lord has done this and the holy one of israel has created it so god is saying when you see the metal tree when you see the cedar tree the acacia tree the cypress tree the pine tree the box tree it is a sign that god who is the holy one of israel has created it it did not just grow from nowhere i the lord am behind this i have created it by my own hand it is a testimony to all the nations of the world who will look at you that they will know it is the hand of the lord that is here so they called the hadassah metal tree come on this is beautiful right so I, I did a bit of study on the metal tree the metal tree grows slowly it adds to its stature about 12 inches a year right it grows slowly it adds to its stature about 12 inches a year you know it's actually others actually call it a shrub, a shrub right not really a tree but a shrub because it doesn't really grow that tall right and that you know yeah it doesn't really grow that tall it adds about 12 inches a year it, its growth is slow now if you check the book you, you you see all these things that we are talking about manifested in the book the progression of the book and how everything unfolds and the role of esther hadassah in the book that she is not from the all of a sudden boof, no but you know gradually slowly she's feeling you you can see her presence gradually as the book progresses you hear her name more as the book progresses it is slowly but yet she's you know she's making herself known you still with me now these are certain things that you find uh or that are characteristics of the metal tree it is a fragrant tree it emits a perfume more exquisite than that of the rose it em emits a perfume more exquisite than that of the rose so the metal tree has a fragrance that it just produces mm. All right 
John chapter 12, verse 3. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can remove it now. Thank you. John chapter 12, verse 3. And Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Now, the reason why I took this scripture, it's not because it was metal or whatever. I just like the fact that the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. The fragrance filled the whole house, but it was not poured on the whole house. But the fragrance filled the whole house. It was poured on the feet of Jesus. The fragrance filled the whole house. I see what is happening here. Where influence goes beyond where an act has actually taken place. So what you see from the character of Esther, you see the fragrance of her life. The powerful perfume that is more exquisite than that of the rose. That's what you find. It doesn't look like boom, but the fragrance. All right? Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. The metal tree has got this amazing fragrance. You know, when I, when I did this study, I was like, you know, if I had known these things, I was going to call my children Adasa or something. Well, I didn't tell my wife. But um, I give you the right to call yours this. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. It says, now, that, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Through who? Through us he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God, we are to God, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. What are we to the world? We are Hadassah to the world. We are the metal tree to the world. We are a fragrance to the world. That through Christ, as we reveal the knowledge of Christ, not the knowledge of your background, not the knowledge of your education, not the knowledge of, you know, your beauty on the outside, but the knowledge of Christ releases a fragrance to the world that is not saved. That when people hear you speak, your words are filled with the knowledge of Christ. 
it is Christ that you release and the Christ that you speak fills the house, fills the room. The knowledge of the gospel will fill the whole world. Then the end will come. The end will not come because there is coronavirus. The end will come when the knowledge of Christ and when Christ has been preached to the whole world, then the end will come. Are you getting this? So now, look at Esther. Look at Adessa in the book. What she's going to do throughout at the end of the book is a reflection of the knowledge of the Christ. I was talking to Pastor Josh yesterday and uh, you know he, so we're just discussing about the series that he's doing on the book of Ruth and he was like you know what uh, today I'm just you know Sunday I'm going to be preaching on chapter 3 and chapter 4 then I says why are you preaching chapter 3 and chapter 4 then um, well he gave his reasons I'm like man with the, the depth that is in that book just chapter 3 so we went to chapter 3 and we started looking at chapter 3 and the points, what we find in chapter 3. And I'm like, the knowledge. <laughs> this book, you, you, you don't have to read it like you are sprinting. <laughs> this one. <laughs> like you are rushing somewhere. You want, you want me to tell you something about myself that you don't know? I don't think I've read, I've read the whole Bible. You are surprised. All right? I mean, you are surprised. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe I have, because I always read these books separately. And, uh, well, there was a time when I read the, the New Testament in 10 days, from Matthew to the end, to the book of Revelation in 10 days. Uh, it was a challenge at, our, at, at the church that I once pastored, and we read this. Well, but, but my, my, here's my point. The whole idea is, to, is not to read this thing, this book here, all of it. That's not the idea. The idea is for, is for you to have the knowledge of Christ. I just helped their soul. Or maybe two. Like uh, I want me, I always read the whole Bible every year. For what? Why do you read the whole Bible from the beginning to the end every year? Why do you put a bed? You know, this book took years to write. This one. <laughs> Done. I did it. <laughs> what's the knowledge of Christ that you have obtained by rushing through and reading it is it because you are saying well I read 5 chapters every day I read 10 chapters every day I can read one verse in one week every day well I'm not saying be me but I think I know this book better than those who read it every year Imagine if you, you were not rushing to read and to finish the Bible. Just imagine. 
and you just concentrated on he made him sin who knew no sin and come to a place of understanding that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus alone spend one year on that and understand it your life will be better than the life of a person who rushed through Genesis to Revelation okay but what we're simply saying is verse 15 for we are to God we are to God so the fragrance is not only to the world but we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing right verse number uh, not verse number two uh, number two so the first characteristics of the metal tree is its fragrance which is better than roses so instead of saying rose you can say hadassah if only my wife if only i knew this well i'm not saying we need to have another baby but i'm just saying that if only i knew this before right number two evergreen the the metal tree is evergreen this is nice evergreen say evergreen all the other trees they go through you know the different cycles in winter the shade of their leaves and this is what happens they are not green this time they wither their leaves wither but the metal tree is ever green ever green not affected by the different seasons i wrote here it remains constant when all others are withering the metal tree remains ever green it doesn't matter the change of season the pressure ever green and it is believed that probably it is the same tree that is referred to in the book of psalms chapter number one verse number three psalms chapter number one verse number three hadassah He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I sing this the, the leaves will not wither ever. I'm sure now you understand why God planted it in a wilderness. And God says, I, I, I will plant instead of the barrier, I will plant the metal tree. A plant that is evergreen, planted in a wilderness, as a testimony that you don't need good weather to be green all the time. You don't need the good conditions, you don't need seasons, you don't need to be green when everyone is being green. But you can be green when other trees are withering. Come on, church of God, we don't need to experience health when the corona thing is over. We can experience health in the midst of all this chaos. Evergreen. No, Alan taught very nicely. 
Flu, we expect to have flu. We also have flu. We join the bandwagon because it's a season. Now there is this, oh, we expect, you know, one of my brother-in-laws came to our house before this whole thing, you know, before lockdown and all that, and we're talking. So he was talking about, you know, the corona, and he says, you know what, Dan? We're all going to have this. We'll learn to live with this. <laughs> then I said to him, not me. I'm not going to have this. My children and my family, we are not going to have this. Because he, he was putting me in the bracket. We're all going to have this. Ah, no, no. That's not going to be my portion. And what if someone says, what if, if they say you have it? Then there's a cross that heals all diseases. <laughs> okay, no. Let me not say that. But are you seeing this? We don't need to shine. The stars, they shine in darkness. When there is darkness, look what happens. The stars that were hidden, they come up to provide the light in the darkness. We are God's children. When they say there is a going down, we say there is a rising. When they say there is a going down, we don't say there is a going down. No. We don't speak what they speak. If you listen to the news only to go opposite what they say, your life will be better. You don't even need to read the Bible. Everything the devil says, if you learn to... You know, I, I used to teach a message, you know, many years ago, maybe 10 or so years ago, that was called opposites. That if you are a child of God, just know opposites, your life will be better. Whenever the devil says something, you just do the opposite. If you know opposites, you'll be fine. When they say there's a going down, we say there's a going up. When they say all of us are going to uh, have uh, COVID, we will say not all of us. We experience perfection in the name of Jesus. When they say, no, no, your our children's education is going to be affected by this, we say, not mine. Just go opposite what you hear on the news. Your life will be better. You will be ten times better without even opening the Bible. Because what they say is opposite what this book says. Praise God. So evergreen. That's what you find Hadassah in the whole book. Evergreen. Evergreen. Remained constant. Through the difficult things that you see there. They are under attack. Evergreen. Alright. We shine in darkness. So we celebrate darkness because it's our opportunity to shine. Do you know that we, the, God calls us the light of the world. But if you read the book of Revelation, all our, night, our lights are not going to be needed because Jesus will be the light in heaven. Have you ever read that scripture? All of us here will not be shining in heaven. <laughs> we will not need us. We, Jesus is the light that will be shining. Your shining is just, you know, you can be on 
you can be on we can all be on in heaven but it is not really the light our light <laughs> like ah ever since i came here <laughs> the heaven just became bright <laughs> ever since i came heaven just became bright no we shine in darkness we need to believe this church when they say there is a recession we say there is a prosperity why is it in Egypt when all the lands experienced famine Egypt experienced why because there was Joseph a man who had wisdom when everyone suffered the wisdom of the man was there and the whole of Egypt they came and they benefited from the wisdom because God was with Joseph so it will not wither whatever he does shall prosper whatever he does shall prosper whatsoever your hand findeth to do whatsoever your hand finds to do i think this is the mentality that we need to develop as god's children i always say every business has got money every business because there's someone who is doing it who is making money when others are closing shops others are opening them when Edgar is saying no we cannot now others are buying and others are opening where Edgar's was there will be another shop clothing shop when they say there is a going down <laughs> fashion <laughs> okay the car that you are driving that you came with do you know that it was amazing at one point the car the car that you are driving today it was wow at some point then you drive it 20 years later after its wow period has gone all of us my car that is back there there was a time when it was the latest car now it's not the latest car but there it's it's a jaguar very nice jaguar out, the, out there but then it was latest now it's not latest there is now a latest jaguar which our lives should not be five years behind 20 years behind although we are enjoying it but it's no longer as comfortable as it was when it was bought when it was latest at that particular time <laughs> did, did you get that when the you see that car of mine nice car when they bought it then he says this is a comfortable car now when they come in it now it's no longer as comf comfortable because there is latest which is more comfortable hmm? so what's my point my point is we don't need to shine when everyone else has it now it loses its its, its uh, When you are building a house, when everyone is building, sinners are building, you are building, 
He sees this to be a testimony. Because all of you are building anyway. But when you build it, when others are going down. Number three. Berries, food on the metal tree. It has got food. Berries. You can eat berries from the metal tree. Are you seeing? So there is a fragrance that is better than that of roses. Evergreen. You come anytime, it's evergreen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. It doesn't matter where I am, the presence of the Lord is with me. Where they think you are going to die, they see you, you are not dead. Berries, food, you can eat from it. That's why it was God's plant. God planted it. You can eat from it. Just like you can eat from the life of Esther. You can learn. You can get food. The word of God written all over her life, Hadassah. So your life can be food for people. We have to move fast now. Right. Healing properties in the metal tree. It is used for medicine to heal different types of diseases. Respiratory health, diabetes, skin health. All this. Oils for massage. Metal. Are you seeing different types of healing properties that you find in the metal tree? Healing. You check in the book. That's exactly what we are going to see as we are going to go. Right? Beautiful flowers. You know, the metal uh, is used for royal, they call them bouquets. Yes, royal bouquets. Because it's considered a symbol of love. It was considered then, in the ancient times, a, a symbol of love. The flowers are used. They, they used to use them as crowns. Now they, they are using them as only the, the bouquets. Check all these. Megan. Uh, what's the other one? Kate. All their bouquets, they are the metal. Tree. Or flowers. Alright? Beautiful flowers. So there is beauty. And that is what you're going to see as well in there. Psalms 149 verse 4. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. He will beautify the humble. With what? With salvation. So it is, salvation has become the beauty. You read in the book. The whole house of Israel was beautified at the end of everything. With what? Salvation. Deliverance. 
And the last one, because we have to manage our time. It was used during the Feast of Tabernacles, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 15. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 15. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 15. And that they should announce and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the mountain and bring olive branches, branches of oil trees, metal branches, palm branches, branches of leafy trees, to make both as it is written. Where is it written? It is written in the book of Leviticus. We are not going to go there today. But they were using this as part of the you know, celebration, the Feast of Tabernacles, to celebrate. So they would come, they would get the branches and, you know, what do you call them? Wave them, yes, wave the branches as part of the, the celebration. So all this is what we are going to see in the book of Esther. And that name Hadassah, its meaning is carried throughout the book. Why was it important for me to share on this? It was important so that, number one, we learn that the name that we carry the name that we carry not 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 the one that you're given by your parents because they saw someone else there peter john luke matthew mark uh, philip no the name of god that we carry if this name hadassah metal carried all this and it's evident in the life of esther we carry the name of God. We are called by his name. And the very fact that we are called by his name, every attribute of his name has to be made manifest in our very lives. So that if there is a story written about your life, that story must reflect the name of God, the beauty of God, the goodness of God, the ability of God, the faithfulness of God, all that must be carried in your very life. So when she was Hadassah going around playing with other kids, she was a prophecy waiting to be fulfilled. It grows slowly, but she was Hadassah then. She did not become Hadassah after the deliverance of the children of Israel. But she was Hadassah when she was walking in the streets. Just like Jesus, he was Savior. Not Savior after he saved, but he was Savior in the manger. He was Savior before he saved anyone. You are blessed not because you've got money. Are you hearing me? Conceal your identity. Don't tell them you are Hadassah. But I want you to know where they have planted the barrier. The Lord will plant the metal tree. 
where Vashiti was planted <laughs> who was not a blessing to the king I want you to know that Hadassah as she is growing God is saying grow my daughter because, because there is a plan and there is a purpose for you I want you to grow my daughter conceal your identity because the time is coming where you have to manifest and your fragrance is going to reach out to every person in the room in the house grow up my daughter and you are going to be evergreen it doesn't matter the circumstances whether they are about to kill the whole nation of israel it will not change who you are you will remain constant you will not panic you will ever be green when the world and the nation needs healing hadassah will come and says i will be that healing when the nation needs perfume you will be that perfume when the nation needs uh, to be purified you will feature and say all that you need for life and godliness is found in the one christ jesus church people should come to you at times like this and say why is he ever green and you say because the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world why are you shining you say because i am a star i shine in darkness it is in times like this where there is darkness in the world that i am revealed time reveals stars time reveal stars time is moving right now we say now it is it is what it is 11 12 as it goes tick tock tick tock we are getting to a time where stars are going to be revealed they, they are already there i declare by the power of god that you will be revealed in this season during this time of the pandemic you shall be revealed when they say that around september there is going to be a peak right there when the pandemic picks up our our light will shine brighter and brighter and brighter our influence will be felt so shall it be in the name of jesus so shall it be to everyone who believes so shall it be to those who are born of the word of god so shall it be to those who are born of the incorruptible seed it is incorruptible seed it doesn't matter where you place it it's incorruptible so shall it be when others are closing their doors we will be opening our doors it's open <laughs> it's open it's open it's open don't worry maybe some of you other doors in your life have been closed as we're speaking but don't worry you are transitioning you are transitioning from being outside the palace now you are getting into the palace god is transitioning you we don't go down we don't fail it's either we win or we win we are winners by nature we are strangers to failure our progress may be slow but we are progressing Woo! our progress may be slow but we are progressing 
We are never stagnant. We are never affected by things that affect the world. We keep rising. They threw them in the furnace. They were surprised the following day. The fourth man had appeared. The flame did not consume them. The fire did not burn them. And they looked and said, what happened? The God that we serve is a miracle-working God. He never sleeps and he never slumbers. The king came in the morning and said, Daniel, did your God save you? And Daniel was there with the, with the lions surrounding. All this that you sing, the disasters, the problems, they are all lions. They're saying, they may say there's another pandemic that is coming. They can all be lions surrounding us. That disease may be the lion surrounding you. That situation at your workplace may be a lion that is surrounding you, but I want to guarantee you, they will come the following day and say, did your God save you? And the king said, he is the God who is to be worshipped. You know what had happened there? The fragrance of God, the knowledge of God rose from the pits of fire. It rose from the pits, the den of lions, and it filled the whole nation where they were prohibited to worship. Every door was now worshipped. The God of Daniel. And what I like about the Daniel story is that kingdoms changed. Kings changed. And Daniel saved in every administration. Always green. Who is the new king? No, it's no longer Nebuchadnezzar. It's a new administration. It doesn't matter who is on the throne. Our God is forever established. They say it doesn't matter who is in the government, but God, but God, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, producing free food in its season. His leaves will not wither. There is not a time where people should come to you looking for shelter. And not find it. I declare by the power of God. Praise God. Arise and shine. For the glory of God has risen upon you. Lord, we are grateful for the revelation of your word. Always grateful, Lord, even as we begin this journey in the book of Esther. We thank you because our eyes are opened to see Christ through every page. And to encounter the God in the book of Esther. And to encounter his goodness and his love and his mercy even in our very lives. Thank you, Father, because your children, those in this place, those watching, because they believe in you, they are your plant, your metal tree that you planted. They will not wither. They have healing in them. They will not be sick. 
They will not die of sickness. They will depart because the time is up, not because of sickness. And Lord, we thank you because your word is forever settled and established. And that is the very word that we declare and speak to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God praise. Thank you. See you next week when we start from verse 1. Thank you.